Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and come hang out with us. And who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Lee Carter Edwards from Compass Church. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. On February 20th, Schaefer Leadership is hosting a Lunch and Learn entitled How to Inspire a Winning Team. You know their last Lunch and Learn, it was bursting at the seams. There were a lot of people there. So if you want to go to this Lunch and Learn, I'm going to say you're going to have to sign up now. You should register now. It's presented by Tom Thomas, the VP of Quality at Meridian Health Services. Attendees will learn how to build trust with a team they supervise as well as their peers. They will define what a winning team looks like and what it looks to have the fun factor, how to celebrate and share successes, and create actionable items for your team to work on. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Lee Carter Edwards. You have a long title. Tell us about your title. I do. I am currently the youth director and campus connector at the Compass Church's Yorktown campus. The Campus Connector. Yes. So what does that that entail? It sounds really fancy. Honestly, it's connecting people to people and people to ministries. Simpler than it sounds, right? (laughs) And then we actually, we have three campuses. We have campuses in Selma and Winchester as well. So I also make sure that, I say we have different flavors, but making sure that we have the same heart for God and the same heart overall big picture stuff. So I keep keep everybody connected. There you go. Well, that's a good fit for you as as your personality and stuff like that. I'm a people people. You're a people person. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, tell us uh, where you came from and everything. Are you uh, a Munsonian? I absolutely Mm -hmm. am. I am born and raised. I um, grew up here, and then I went to Purdue, um, and then my husband and I got married, lived in Nashville, Tennessee for about seven years, um, and then we had our son, Jack, and decided that we loved Nashville so much, Mm -hmm. but we also love free babysitters. And our family (laughs) was here, and it was important to us that we raised our family around our parents and stuff like that. So we came back to Muncie then, and we have been here ever since, which has been 19 years. Now, did I pick it up right? You two met in college? No, actually, we met when I was 14, 14. and he was 16 Uh at Northside when it was a high school. Okay. Yeah. So did you date and everything, or was it just knew each other? No, w- yes, we dated, but I always say we went through puberty together. So we like <laughs> we dated for nine years, but we broke up like every third week. Oh, so okay. I, I'm not sure what we actually averaged as far as our dating. But yeah, we dated on and off from 14 and 16 all the way to t- we're almost at 23 years of marriage now. So okay. wow. And we both went to Purdue, so we also took that dating pattern off to West Lafayette as well. Awesome. <laughs> so what did you study? at Purdue? Um, I actually studied communication. um, So it was kind of a funny choice for me. I do enjoy communicating. (laughs) When I got out of college, I was like, well, I'm skilled in communications now. What do you do with that? We moved to Nashville and I actually worked in in quality for 
an arm of Ford Credit. And that was such a cool, awesome job. Um, but what I found in that was like, I really love people and relating to people. And any job I've ever had, the commonality and like the ways that I love it is is how I interact with people. So it was a good pick for me. Although if I'm being completely honest, at 18, I was really looking at how many math classes I had to take in that field. And it was like three. So I was golden. <laughs> Tell us about your professional career. What happened after college? My technical professional career began at the ripe old age of seven. Um, My dad opened a jewelry store. We spent lots of time together. And so part of that time when you're a small business owner that's just starting out um, is he was pretty tied to the jewelry store. Mm -hmm. And so I would go in with him on Saturdays and run the vacuum, um, wash glass and things like that, polish the jewelry. From that time on, I really always worked there in some capacity. Even when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, I had lots of friends that were in the market for engagement rings and things like that. And so I would sell to them. And when I moved back to Muncie, honestly, my intention was not to work for my father necessarily. I think God always has a hand in things, even we don't see it at the time. And we had a staff member that was kind of our right-hand person get sick. And what was filling in for Christmas ended up as a really beautiful partnership with my dad. Um, Together, we built a really cool business. We made a lot of great friends and had so much fun together. But uh, I took this, it's the strangest story. I took this thing that I thought was just a little risk at my church. Um, It's called Strategic Advanced Leadership Training. And it's kind of a one-year boot camp that is all Bible, um, but also teaches you things like public speaking and the ability to lead other people and things like that. And really just that intentional time spent in the Bible changed everything for me. And so I gradually felt less connected and less like God was really pushing me to be this like business person that's Mm going to have the best jewelry store in America and more towards like, I don't know what it is, but it's not this. And so when my dad um, looked at me and kind of said, all right, I'm ready to retire. What are you thinking? Um, My husband, John and I sat down and we were kind of, we shrugged our shoulders and said, it's just money. Once my dad left the business, it, it really wasn't a family business. And I just felt like God had something different plan for me. And so what ended up happening was, long story short, my senior pastor, Mark Elsesser, came to me and, and gave me this opportunity. And it started out as just the campus connector. And then we added um, youth ministry later. But what I found is all the areas that I was super ill prepared for, God just kind of came around me and gave me what what I lacked. I do ministry in a really different way, I would say, than most people I know. I just found that if I was authentic, there's a there's a relationship in that. And so that took me to the Compass Church as a staff member, and I've been on staff for about five and a half years, um, and it's the coolest thing I've ever done. Tell me about your involvement with Muncie Civic Theater, because that also began... Probably around age seven or so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, before that was that was my first love. Um, my dad is a lover of of theater, and he shared that with me, and that was kind of something special we did. I had season tickets at Muncie Civic from the time I was like four on, mm-hmm. and it was just a fun. I, we would get dressed up, and we we'd would go, to, go to a fancy restaurant, and then we'd go to a show. It was just something that started as a special thing that my dad and I did together and shared. I participated in youth theater. I will 
will I always say like I was the best darn tree number four you'd ever know. I, you know, I, I would not say that my talent was there. What I found was it introduced me to people that were very different from me. It introduced me to pushing myself um, in areas that maybe I wasn't particularly comfortable with, like talking in front of people and mm-hmm. things like that. And it was just fun and and it grew me in ways that I that I really didn't imagine that I could grow in and then how that translated as an adult is I've just always loved the theater and especially the idea of a community theater as opposed to like we have awesome experiences at Emmons but it's professional performers that are coming to our community and I really love the idea that you can be like an accountant by day a pirate by night so (laughs) um so I I came onto the board about I think it's like 10 or 11 years ago. Um, I was the president for three years of the theater during our capital campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a cool thing because even though I have no interest in getting on the stage at the theater, I still am growing and learning in the experiences that I've had through the theater. So lots of people ask me if I work for the theater and I'm like, mm, no, I don't no, take I'm a paycheck. I'm just a professional volunteer. Yes, I'm just a point. professional. But it's really cool that my professional career is, they trust me enough and it's flexible enough mm-hmm. that they see the value in how you know going out and being a Christian in the world is part of my job so so it's really been a place that I can combine my passions and spend time with and I love weirdos so the theater is full and I say that with the most lovable heart I love it's so weird it's so great (laughs) theater and youth group are the best places to find weirdos oh absolutely because I also am a weirdo I am too and I am a 12 year old boy in the inside I I laugh at fart jokes and that kind of thing same I know and I I, previous life I used to be a youth pastor's wife and I led the junior high group and all that so So you get me I get it you get me girl I, I used to play all those like all those silly games I really I dig. We call myself, we call me the teenage whisperer at my house. Yes. <laughs> I love that. My six year old might hate me most of the days, but sometime, most of the time, my 15 year old thinks, thinks you're pretty I'm funny. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I always, am, I, I look around, and if you look at my field, generally youth pastors are like 27 year old guys mm-hmm. with like cool little funny hats and hipster beards oh yeah and I'm always like well you know I'm 46 eventually I'll probably <laughs> have some chin hair. hair but it may not be till I'm 80 so <laughs> you know I I laugh but it is I'm like I'm doing it my own way and it's it's definitely not like anyone else's but you know humor works sometimes works. so it's okay it's okay Jesus and boop humor yeah <laughs> brings everybody together yeah that's that a quote is, right there it's a great equalizer <laughs> All right, now you two are in Altrusan together, right? I am a former Altrusan. Oh, I you're actually former. yes, yeah. I'm, oh, okay. I I do I make my I make my drive by for the Altrusan Foundation auction. I am their auctioneer. Yeah, she okay. does that and every that's year how for it's, us. Yes. You guys just But yeah. yes, but I was in Altrusa for a long time. What I exchanged Altrusa for is at uh, my current position, we run a program through the Compass called Kids Hope that is a mentoring program for kids that sometimes are at risk and sometimes they just really need a friend. We run that program in Yorktown Elementary and Pleasant View Elementary, and that's my Thursday thing instead oh, of okay. Altrusa's. So I always say I love those people so much, but I traded it for cute kids, so how can you? I mean, we can't compete with how cute can you kids. argue? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so other than church, what do you do for fun? Well, I, I was laughing. When I was thinking about this, my probably my very favorite thing to do in the whole world that's just for me is I love to go to concerts. I love to see live music. 
always have um, since older high school was kind of when I started. I love to do that. Tell and me the, some uh, bands you saw in older high school. Well, I have been to a lot of Grateful Dead shows. Okay. Really? Um, most people do not imagine that about I, me. I, I, I would, would not, not have. That would not uh, be yes. the first thing. Thank you for a day I've been no. to tons of Dead shows. I love the Grateful Dead. I do love the music, but more than that, it there's a commonality the of the yeah. weird, interesting people. It is a complete freak show of awesomeness. There, Especially, like, it's a little bit different now, I would say. But, like, back in the day when I was 18, 19, or early 90s, um, I loved just going and hanging out and camping and you would meet the most interesting people mm. and it was so much fun and I loved it and I loved that. I loved traveling around. We we went all over the country um, watching the dead and stuff like that. So it's oh. been crazy and I've actually shared that love of music with my kids. My son Jack loves, loves, loves to go to concerts. His musical taste is super different than mine. We, we like some of the same bands but um, and then my son Ben also so he's 16, so he doesn't really travel much yet, but he loves rap. So we all like different things, but we do, we I try and drag them to music festivals and stuff like that. So I love to do that. So what's on your bucket list? One of them I'm actually getting ready to do. I love animals so, so much, and I've always wanted to see animals like zebra and giraffe and mm -hmm. things of that mm -hmm. nature, not in a zoo. And so... Uh, my husband and I, along with some of my weird theater friends, uh -huh. are actually going to South Africa in June. And wow. I am so excited. I can't wait. It's just, it's one of those things. I love monkeys specifically. I'm really hoping to see see a lot of monkeys. I love um, monkeys. I think they're so cute. They're so cute. I, mean, they I want poke, to hold but them. They are so cute. But really, <laughs> is that a bad thing? As long as it's, it's not thing. being thrown at you, that's I think true. it's I kind of funny. Just saying. But that's that's one of my things. Um, and I would also, la it's funny because right now going around Facebook is this this music. It's like first first concert, uh -huh. second, those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And I would also like to go see my favorite band, Dispatch, at Red Rocks in Colorado because it's the coolest place ever to see a concert. Those are That's like two of my bucket list things. And I want to take my older son, Jack, also loves Dispatch. So I would like to share that with him. And I'm probably going to drag along Ben and my husband, too, just because it'll be a cool trip. But I don't know how into the <laughs> concert they'll be <laughs> so tell me something you had wished you had known when you're starting out in your professional career I was so worried about being perfect and doing a good job when I started out what I have learned through life experience and especially as I've I've grown in a in a relationship with God is the concept of grace grace is the absolute coolest gift you will ever give or receive I really was hard on myself and pretty critical and that kind of creates competitiveness and jealousy and mm -hmm. all the yucky things that you don't like about yourself and once I really went from believing in God but imagining him as this far off distant person to like really having a daily relationship with Jesus and trying to see myself through his eyes I realized that I am a hot mess but he really loves me just like that. And so once I started seeing myself through that, I began to see everything through those glasses. And so looking at like big picture, whether I was a jeweler or a youth director, the impact that you leave on the world is where most people's end game is. And giving grace and receiving grace was probably the coolest lesson that I wish I could have told my like 23 year old mm -hmm. self, lighten up a little bit. You're not perfect, but, you, but you're 
doing pretty good yeah, right now. Yeah. Grace is a cool thing, and I sure wish that I'd known it then. I'm so thankful for it at 46. Matt and I work together. We're husband and wife and all that kind of stuff, and it works out pretty well. I don't think I could work with my dad. Like, I love my dad. But I don't think I could work with them. So how is it? How was it like working for your family members? And it was nuts. <laughs> it was total. It was insanity. My dad and my mom. I'm actually close, very close to both of them, and I'm very much like both of them in mm-hmm. different ways. My dad and I have very similar personalities, and sometimes that was really complicated. I would say that submitting to his authority was not always my strength. Mm-hmm. If we disagreed on the direction of the business or something like that, I would say that I probably caused him to pull out his hair many times. (laughs) Overall, the gift in working with my dad was that I knew that he would do anything for me and I would do anything Mm -hmm. for him in a way that's very different than an employee-boss relationship. And it changed our relationship in ways that have transcended so far out of the business. Mm -hmm. I have such a different respect for him by seeing the day-to-day things like managing cash flow and those sorts of things and just spending that quality time together when I think about like how much actual hours in a day I spend with my kids um, and I got one that's living in another city now at college so that's even even less but the value in spending eight to ten hours a day with my dad it was so great it was such a gift and it's a reason if I didn't even like the jewelry store it was a reason to have invested all those years in it so were there some knockdown drag outs 100 <laughs> percent yeah for sure and I when I look back at it I you know I def there was area for growth there giving myself a little grace yes. but but overall it was just so much better and so fun because we were so close and we are so close still so it was it was an adventure so now it's time for the lightning round where we ask quick questions for quick answers and the first one is are you breakfast lunch or dinner I am for sure breakfast you're a breakfast person. Absolutely. I have the breakfast to get started. Honestly, it's usually Cheerios and coffee, but it's so good. <laughs> Cheerios, Cheerios and coffee. And coffee. Oh. The breakfast of champions. Yes. Huh? Are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, I am so a night owl. I'm up to like one o'clock every night. No wonder you have the coffee with your Cheerios. Huh? You got it. Indeed. <laughs> There's a method in my madness. What's your favorite book? Uh, number one is, I, I feel like I have to say the Bible, and I love the message translation of the Bible, but my non-Jesus answer is, Atlas Shrugged. It changed my life. Have you ever met anyone famous? I have. I've met so many random weird people. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my favorite was I was with my friends at a Bob Weir show, which Bob Weir is a member of the Grateful Dead, and we got to share Rolling Rocks with Bob Weir after a show, and it was like the greatest thing ever. What is your guilty pleasure? I have so many. Um, okay, I would say my very favorite thing is so strange and simple. I love, it's part of the reason I'm a night owl. I love to sit with hot tea at like midnight and watch random things on Netflix in a comfy blanket. That's very specific, I know. Just random things? <laughs> yes. I'm not, I love to watch like, I lately I've been re-watching Parks and Rec in the okay. office. Okay. Yeah. So. It doesn't really matter. It's the quiet. It's the quiet. I agree. I'm I'm like that too. Like last night, Matt was in all. Everybody was in bed, and I just sat and I watched trashy TV in my comfy blankie, yes, and it was nice best. and quiet, and nobody was asking me for juice or anything like that. Yes. It was fabulous. Exactly. What's your favorite movie? 
That one's a tough one. It's a tie um, between a movie called Garden State and Tommy Boy. Fat guy. <laughs> Fat guy in a little coat. I'm tell- right. Man, we are like insane. I know. It's so great. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? <laughs> I got a good one. Okay. I don't want to say it out loud because someone might want to see it someday and it's not, it's not coming out of my living room. And this is going to paint me in a very odd light, but let's just be honest, right? I am a fantastic interpretive dancer to theme songs of television shows. Um, I kind of live in my personal life to annoy and embarrass my children and my husband. And so I don't know why it started, but literally my whole married life, I've been doing weird fan kicks and jazz (laughs) hands to pretty much any theme song of a TV show that we're watching. It mortifies my children. They used to dance with me when they were little, but now it is not okay. It is not okay, but but... I'm calling that a talent. Some might not. Do you sing in the shower? Heck yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) For sure. I bust out my Spotify and then go to town. Star Wars or Star Trek? Definitely Star Wars. Although I did always want a Tribble from Star Trek. Do you remember those? They were like the tiny little furry things that they mass reproduced. And I like... It kind of looks like it, that thing that teenagers have on their keychain now, but I yeah. always wanted one of those. Are they like gremlins? You have to see the episode to kind understand. Of. Okay. Yeah, kind yeah. of. My dad was a Trekkie. <laughs> What's your most used emoji on your phone? Do you want to guess? A poop emoji? Yes. I'm <laughs> so embarrassed. Yes, but it just, it conveys so many emotions. It can, it can be used for like anything. Yeah. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. We're also sponsored today by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. It's tax time! Tax time! Tax time tattoos! You know what that means. You get a refund. You got a little extra money. Sometimes you do, yes. And sometimes you want to use that for a tattoo. Or so, a down payment on a new car. Or a new car. They or some furniture. That on the radio or whatever. Stuff, you know. All kinds of things. So anyway, if you have extra money coming around tax time and you're thinking, I want to get a tattoo... Guess what? I need some new ink. Got some new ink. Well, you should make a reservation or, you know, schedule a consultation soon because those tax time, like slots around tax time tend to like fill up fairly quickly. Okay. So So uh, contact them today. So contact them today. Get in for at least a consultation. Yeah. To talk about what you want to do, how much it's going to cost so you can plan it out. And when you have your extra money in your pocket or whatever, that's burning a hole in your pocket, then you'll have it all ready to go and you'll be you'll be all set and you can get the ink that you want. You can take a picture of that ink, put it online, put it on Facebook. You can tag, put it on tag Lucky Rabbit, Lucky ta- Rabbit tattoos and all I just saw a cool one they did of a snake the other day. Like Ooh. it was it was pretty cool. If you were like a slithering snake, it would be pretty groovy. So let's review. Tax time. Yep. Get a tax refund. refund. Use it for new ink at Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. And reserve your spot today. LuckyTats.com. the other day I was having a conversation with someone and told them that Axel Rose actually went to high school here in Indiana. He Did went he? to Delphi High School, I believe. My cousin actually went to school with him. He was an underclassman. She was a little bit older than him. I did not know that. So now we have famous musicians and which state which state they, they come came from. from. So I'm going to give you a state, husband. Okay, and I have to guess? You have to tell me the famous musician that came from that state. Okay. And they're not 
in alphabetical order or anything. I think they're in, they're in zero order. They are in order <laughs> by Ranker.com. Ask me about Indiana. I can, I can guess. All right. A famous musician from Indiana. I'm going to go with Michael Jackson or John Cougar Mellencamp. Well, Michael Jackson is what uh, Ranker.com says is the most popular or famous. Yeah, he would seem. Or maybe more, infamous. The little more famous than John. Maybe a little bit more. All right. I like John better. <laughs> most people do, right? <laughs> from a. Person I don't know. Billy Jean was a giant hit. Come I on. mean, then he had good music. He turned out to be not such a great human. <laughs> <laughs> we can go on and on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. How about Arkansas? He's dead now. Okay, giant country. Cash. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that was a total guess. Oh my goodness! When you, you said that country. One. I was like, ah, oh, had to be, had to be cash. Yes. All right. Mississippi. Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Any, any clues on that one? Is it a rock person or is no. it a country person? Well, it's rock, a... but like with, like the beginnings of rock and roll. Talking Elvis? Yes. I know where he's where he's laid to rest. Well, yes. Apparently, allegedly. Allegedly, if he's yeah. really dead or not. At Graceland. At Graceland, but... yeah. But that's, yeah, that's in Tennessee. But he apparently he's from Mississippi. Okay. Didn't know that. Minnesota. 80s. Minnesota. 80s. Big time. We play him a lot of gigs. Rock. Guitar. He had a movie based on a song. Prince? Yes. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> well, that makes sense now. Minnesota. Yeah, Paisley Park. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> That's where... Okay, never mind. Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Famous person from Tennessee. Yep. Country or... Country. Female. Dolly? Yep. Dollywood. Yep. Yes, been there. Been there. I just finished listening to the podcast, Dolly Parton's America, which yeah. is really good. They interview Dolly Parton and talk all about her career and... She's All kinds pretty, of stuff. She's pretty amazing. She is pretty amazing, and she does some cool things. All right, Florida. Famous Floridian. We're talking Jimmy Buffett? No. no. Heartbreaker. Tom Petty? Yes. <laughs> He's from Florida? <laughs> Apparently. He was born in Gainesville, Florida. I had no clue on that one either. Yep. He even dropped out of high school to be in a band. Washington State Pacific Northwest. Gloom, doom, gloom. Mm-hmm. Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Yes, good what? job, man. Well, I knew they were famous in Seattle, but I didn't know he was from up north. Well, Seattle is, I mean, northwest, yes. <laughs> New York. New York, New York. There's a lot of famous people. Well, there's a lot of famous people, but one in particular, rock and roll, piano, singer. Billy Joel? Yep. Easy. I almost said piano man, but that would have yeah, like, That would have gave it away. Yeah, yes. yeah. Hawaii. Bruno Mars. Yes. Oh, I know that one from the Super Bowl and all that. Michigan. Was born in Saginaw. Still alive. She's moving her head around, so I know it's Stevie Wonder. (laughs) I just called. Yes. (laughs) New Jersey. uh, Bon Jovi. Maybe, but that's not what Ranker says. Mm. A little older. Frankie Valley. Not that old. Okay. (laughs) Born in the USA. Oh, the boss. Bruce. Yes. Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Okay. I was like, what is a, what's a clue I could give for that? I couldn't think of anything. Oklahoma. Famous person from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Country. Oh. Still alive. Most uh, popular country person Garth. ever. Yep. Garth Brooks. Yep. Easy. Arizona. Rock and roll. Rock and roll Arizona. You listen to him on the radio like he's got a show. Late oh. nights with... Alice Cooper. Yes. You could have said golfer. Do I know that Alice Cooper is a golfer? <laughs> okay, well, he's apparently the godfather of shock rock rankers. The says. godfather. Okay. He was pretty much the first one to like really scare the audience. Yeah. Alaska. It's a female. I say it makes me want to run into a telephone pole every time those songs come on the radio. I, I know who it is now. <laughs> it has to be Jewel. Yes. Her songs are so depressing. I love Jewel in the 90s. Oh, 
she was excellent. We used to play it all the time on my top 40 station in California, and I just was like, this is killing me. I cannot handle it. Louisiana. Big in the 90s, 2000s. Schoolgirl. Brittany? Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Um. One of the most popular artists of our time right now. Used to be country. Now is more pop. Taylor. Taylor yeah. Swift. Yes. <laughs> North Carolina. Country. North Carolina. Kenny Chesney. Nope. Who? Randy Travis. I think Kenny's a little more famous than Randy. I don't know. I'm just telling you. What, <laughs> I'm just telling you what Raker says. Okay, let's see. Maryland. Uh, rock and roll. 70s. 70s rock and roll. Maryland. Has kids with weird names. Kravitz? No, although he or does. Zappa. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. Yeah, Frank Zappa. <laughs> Moon Unit. Yeah. California. There's a lot of famous people in California. Yeah, but there's one in particular from there. He's dead now. He might be somebody we're, we... We talked about on the show today, hippie music, 60s, 70s. The guitarist for the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here in my chair doing like slow sway hippie dance. <laughs> but I thought that was a good one to end on because that's Lee's favorite band artist ever and everything. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's not all the 50 states, but I figure you don't want to sit here and listen to us blather on about 50 different artists, maybe just 25. And Angie giving me all kinds of hints because I have no clue. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's, it would be hard. Like, who knows where people are from? Taylor Swift's from Pennsylvania? That's what they say. I had no clue. I don't either. I didn't know where she was from, but Pennsylvania doesn't seem like the... Uh... Doesn't seem very Taylor Swifty. Exactly. She was born in Reading, Pennsylvania. She started singing in local contests and state fairs at an early age. She even sang the national anthem at a Philadelphia 76ers basketball game. She was only 11. There you go. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or want to share something with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoo. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.